Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Ladina. How are you? Oh, well, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing super fantastic. I'm doing super fantastic. So before we start the interview, I'm just going to do my introduction and um and then we can rock and roll. It's actually we're actually recording now. So welcome to Empower the Empower and Grow Her Podcast. My name is Alisa J. Green. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm a certified life coach, a self care specialist and a connecting catalyst. And I help women um I help women expand on their purpose or empower their purpose expand on their profits, and I help women grow and stretch beyond what they would normally do to make it, to put it in short words. And I have a guest here today, you know, thank God for technology, and I hope that for those of you who are listening, no one understand that, you know, things happen, and when things happen, you always have to have a plan B. So... Our original our original interview was supposed to be on a B Live platform, but we couldn't get that going. So we are here on Anchor, and I just love Anchor because it gives us the opportunity to really, really sit back, relax, and have a conversation. Not that we weren't going to have a conversation live, but, uh, you know, through video, but we're really having a good conversation today. So my guest today is, <laughs> in which this is my... Um, I think this is my second or third episode. I hate to, I, I can't even remember which episode this is. But anyway, um, my special guest is a good friend of mine, Ladina Anderson, and I met her through another, my scribe coach, actually. I met her, and um, she wrote a book, and the book is amazing. And I had to interview her when I heard the name of the book. And so, Ladina... Yes. It's here with us. And thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So Ladina, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'll ask you again, how are you, Ladina? <laughs> you know what? Today <laughs> if you ask me today, um you know, it could be better. Like I said, I will not complain. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Yes. So other than yeah. that, I'm well, I'm alive, mm-hmm. and I'm just glad to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, before we start, I just want to read just a tidbit from, um, this is the back of the book, I believe. Um, yeah, this is the back of the book. Life, our most precious gift graciously given to us to be lived unapologetically with purpose and in honor of the one who from dust created it. Yet with each passing moment, life is ended before the very first breath. Those who have experienced this kind of loss loss often seek healing but don't know where where or whom to turn to. Addressing this epidemic that is plaguing our wounds is necessary. But when our hearts and souls need healing, but how? Like adding light to darkness, Ladina Anderson empowers women to examine their choice of abortion, ushering towards personal peace. 
this thoughtful and moving book grants the reader permission to move beyond the confines of past decisions and reaffirms the gift, leading the way towards resolution and restoration. Now, this book is a book that, well, actually, this topic is a very taboo topic. And I know a lot of women don't, yes, definitely, and I know a lot of women definitely don't like to rehash the past. And uh, when me and you first had the conversation about the book, I mean, we stayed on the phone for how long? Two or three hours? We were on the phone for a long time, Ladina. Yeah, we were. Because <laughs> uh, I was I at did. the library, and and when I heard the when I heard the title, I was I was like, oh my god, and yes, um, <laughs> and um, it just floored me that uh, you know we talked about statistics, we talked about mm-hmm. you know what happens in our communities, we talked about a lot of different things. So one of the questions that I want to ask, well, no, first share with the audience who it is that you are, what you're up to, and what your what your journey and mission is. Okay. Um, like you said, my name is Ladina Anderson. I am a licensed social worker. Um, I've been in the social service field for about 15 and a half years. Um, all my life, I've just been in the ministry of helps. I've always grown up in the church. Um, Right now, I believe that God is moving me into my calling. I can't say just yet what it will look like, but I know that ultimately um, I would love to um, be in uh, to do therapy for children and youth. Like I said, I've worked with children and you have been in social service field for about um, 15 and a half years. So I've seen a lot of things. I see what we deal with um, just in the African-American population. And Mm -hmm. I want to be the not the one particularly, but I want to be one of the ones that can help our youth um, just regain their confidence, regain their identity, and, and be successful in whatever it is that God has given them to do. Mm. Mm. So, <clears throat> why children? Just really quick, why children? What what what's plaguing our children that draws you to want to work with children? Well, for me personally, I've always seen myself doing therapy. Um, I've been known to be very serious about things, um, Mm -hmm. just trying to get to the root of the issue, just trying to see deliverance. Um, And being engaged with the youth that I've been engaged with, you see a lot of inner workings that come out in behaviors, and Mm -hmm. it's not so much um, them being you know, quote-unquote bad, it may be an issue that they have not allowed to manifest in a healthy way. And so if I can do anything to help them through that process, I would rather do that than to see our kids suffer 
to see our kids dying young, to see our kids just making choices that we condemn them for, but we don't have anyone to help them. And we are called to train up our kids, so Mm -hmm. why not? And you know what's so funny? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I just think that would be a perfect platform to do that. Yes. Yeah, I want to commend you on that because we all know that the work that you do is not easy. And, um, excuse me, the the kids definitely need help. But that's why I ask because I know that um, our kids are in dire need of, you know, some support and and just, you know, a hand to hold when they don't have one. Even when they think they do mm-hmm. have one, they need another hand to hold. And Absolutely. So, and so being a kid and then growing into an adult, and I'm, try, I'm trying to get somewhere because you've mentioned behavior. So being a kid and growing to be an adult, you know, if you haven't, mm-hmm. Um, if you don't understand those behaviors, if you haven't paid attention to those behaviors and you grow up to be an adult like you and I, you know, sometimes those behaviors, those things that we did as kids resurface. Yes. Or they stay with so, us, you know. Well, yeah, they, they definitely <laughs> stay with us. If if they stay, well, we don't, we're not acknowledging them, you know, we don't acknowledge them. And, and they resurface, and then we wonder what what had happened. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. So let's get to your book. Okay. Let's get to your book. Let's talk about it. Like I said, it's a taboo topic, and for those of you that are just tuning in, I'm on the line with Ladina Anderson, and the name of her book is Killing Grace. Um, so let's talk about the book. Okay. What do you want to know? Um, (laughs) what inspired you to write your book? Okay. Um, I always tell this story and I probably told it to you before when we were, um, discussing it is that in, um, 2012, I went to a sister's in prayer, um, which is the um it's called SIP and it was a um I don't want it was a ministry here locally in um Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and they were actually having a conference and it was a wonderful conference and um while I was there I felt inspired to write about what I had gone through. Um mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety four, just you know, recently out of high school freshman year, and um, I decided that I was going to terminate a pregnancy. Um, Mm -hmm. In doing so, I kind of, I didn't let a lot of people know. Matter of fact, (laughs) I tried to minimize the number of people that knew because I knew Mm -hmm. the stigma, the, what I believe was condemnation that would come Mm -hmm. with it. Uh-huh. So I kept it to myself. Um, I did um, in 1998, I believe, um, I had gone to a juvenile detention center. And, you know, it was with my church, and we mined, 
And we just spoke to the youth just to try to encourage them. And I felt led to give my testimony um, just to let the youth there know just because you're there it doesn't make me any better than you. Maybe you've taken mm-hmm. somebody's life. I've taken somebody's life. God declares me um, that I have committed murder. I've sinned mm-hmm. just like you've sinned. But he's forgiven me and he can forgive you. And mm. that day, just seeing um, some of the youth want to give their lives to Christ inspire me. Mm. Um, not soon after that, um, the enemy attacked me, and I'm using, I have to use my words um, ever so carefully because I, I don't want to say this person or that person because technically it was the enemy to try to discourage me and talk me out of my testimony. And he, he was even trying it, you know, today. But God's going to get the glory out of this, is that when it had, re- it had come back to know that, hey, this had occurred in my life, I've experienced this, it was almost as I felt that com- condemnation that I didn't want to experience when I had gone to do my abortion. And so mm. I kept quiet. I didn't say anything. I kind of felt bad about it, but... In 2012, mm-hmm. when God spoke to me and said, write this book, and, mm-hmm. and I was on it, and he placed people like my, you, our scribe coach, you know, Kenda, and she just walked me through it. She talked me through it. She encouraged me because the enemy had beat me up so bad that I did not want to share my testimony. I felt like nobody wanted to hear it, you know. And, mm. you know, while that mm-hmm. is a lie to enemy, it's still something I believed for myself. And I need, needed to choose a new truth. So in right. 2015, no, 16, I said, you know what, this is it. He's not going to get no more glory out of me by trying to prolong this. What it is is what it is. I probably could have worked more, but I'm glad that I got out what I could get out. And I said, I'm going to publish this and allow God to use it for whomever it needs to be for. Mm-hmm. So, And that's what I did. I'm thankful for the opportunity to even be a, a published author. But more so importantly is that when women read it, that they feel inspired to be free to be free. And I've yeah. heard a lot of women, you know, they some of them can't even get past the, the first page because it it speaks so much to what they have gone through and experienced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I want to commend you for being so courageous in talking about a lot of uh, topics don't like talking about, and I say us, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about women who have made the choice to terminate um, because it's something that we definitely um, bury right along with grace, you know, yes, and yes. Uh, it's important to, 
it's important to be able to face that um, in order to heal from it because you know i'm 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 kind of afraid to say that is one of the biggest things that that a lot of us haven't healed from because we didn't address it. We just mm-hmm. put it away. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, I want to commend you for your your uh, the most one of the most courageous um, things or acts that you've done, which was tell your story. And a lot of us we don't we don't do that either. We don't want to tell our story. So, right. All right. So, sisters of prayer, this is this is where um, you were inspired and what you shared um, all the way through to the juvenile justice system to actually making a connection with the youth, um, helping them to get to God, right? Right. And then then to being a published author. Can you share with me the statistics, any statistics that you have on abortion? If you have any. I'm just looking through this book because it, it's a lot. Um, and among, I think my statistics actually came from the women who have actually, um, women of faith. Uh-huh. It, it was um, 1.5 million women have abortions in the United States. Oh my God! Since oh my God! So, and um, out of those, I mean, women who say they are women of faith—that um, percentage is pretty high. You know, when you think about if you're a woman of faith and God says don't kill, but you find yourself in a particular situation. I'm not saying, um, you know rape or anything like that, but still people can Mm -hmm. choose life even if, Mm -hmm. you know, that is the case, but a lot Mm -hmm. of us will decide, you know, I can't go through with this or um, whatever the situation or circumstance may be, and we're like, no, I won't do that. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's um, wild. Ooh, we... Girl, you are on to something. Um, okay, so you said the statistics are 1.5 million women. Are, yeah. Is that broken down in, like, um, since when? Do you have the exact date on since when? Well, there has been about... 30 million women, regardless of their race, socioeconomic status, or educational level since 1973. And that's the year that abortions became legal. That is a lot of... That's a long... That was before I was even born. No, actually, I'm lying. I'm lying. That was after I was born. That was after I was born. Okay. Because I was born in 67. It was in 19. I was born in 1967. Wow, that is so deep. That this this is so deep to know. This is so deep to know. So, okay. um, How did you come up with the title? 
asked a couple of people about it. You know, I wanted something catchy, but I also wanted something with meaning. And I felt as if, because grace is a gift of God, mm-hmm. and no matter what we do, his grace is always there, his love, his compassion, and how daily, you know, we may do things to kill that grace. Like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want that. So, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he, the Bible says that a child is a gift and a blessing of the Lord. So, to take his blessing and say, you know what, I don't want it. <laughs> Forget you. Wow. <laughs> this is not a blessing. Mm-hmm. We've killed his grace. Yeah. We've killed his grace. And I just, I thought that it had, it carried a lot of meaning. Um, and then how, once we do that, how can we rise to restoration? How can we live in freedom? Although we have committed a sin against God, how can we, rise to know that we are free and we don't have to make that choice again you know Mm -hmm. even if you did it once if you did it 10 times Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it again you know but he wants us to know that he loves us with an everlasting love and so Mm -hmm. if we bring what we have to him which is our burden which is the condemnation that the enemy comes up with to say well you'll be condemned and this is how people will see you or even if you felt like, well, it's my choice and I don't have to, but at at some point in time, you've got to come to terms with the decisions that you've made in your life because like we said earlier, um, those things come up and they manifest and you you don't even know why you're acting the way you're acting and it could have been that particular situation. You know, you're angry because somebody has a child and you don't, but you killed your child, and now you have to suffer with uh, just the, uh, the emotional bondage that it brings. Yeah. You know, it, 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 there's nothing to um, dictate what's going to happen to us once mm-hmm. we abort a child. There's nothing. And so we don't know the consequences. We don't know the emotional, the spiritual, and even some of the physical things that can happen because you've gotten an abortion. You are so, so right. You are so, so right. Now, oh, my goodness. Um, I was going to ask you, in your opinion, why do you think that we attach uh, why is there so much judgment and, and guilt and shame and blame that we attach to ourselves when we make a decision? Because for the most part, you know, the decision that is made, you know, is at the time, and I'm thinking because I, I you know, I discussed with you before, I've had abortions. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, why do you think it's so much judgment and blame and shame that we put on and guilt that we put on ourselves, knowing that we made these cho- these choices because we just we we did what we had to do? I think there could be well, we, many plausible explanations, but if mm-hmm. you're guilty about a decision that you made, you really shouldn't have made the decision. <laughs> Right. You know, it's like right. buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I really shouldn't mm-hmm. have did that, but it's done, you know. Right. And some some of us, we can go on and on about that particular decision where others could just say, you know what, I did it, it's done, now i got to move on. But you really haven't moved on because there's going to be something to keep you stuck in mm-hmm. the mind frame of I did this. You know, and it's nothing but the, I'm not going to say nothing but the enemy, but it could be God convicting our hearts of what Mm. we have done to say, I'm not pleased Mm. with that. You know, you know, if a friend, if you hurt a friend, a friend's going to tell you, you hurt me, you know, and God's that type of friend. You hurt me. Mm -hmm. What can we do Mm -hmm. about it? It's not to put it up in your face, but it's to let you know that, hey, I'm not okay with that decision. I mean, it's done. what's done is done, but mm-hmm. how can we move on from this? And we won't allow ourselves to get before God and just say, you know what, I am so, so sorry for what I did. Mm-hmm. And dealing and healing from those decisions, because it was, it was definitely our decision. We have the capacity. We have free will. We just have not given that part of our will over to God. That is true. That is true. Wow, Lizina, you know, I, <laughs> whoa, I <laughs> am at, I, I don't want to say I'm at a loss yeah. for words, but this is so heavy and so deep that, um, God, if you went through it, if I went through it, if, you know, the women that I know that went through it, they care not to share. You know, I can just imagine, and, and then you run off these stats, I can just imagine, you know, what, what other women are feeling and, and 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 dealing with and not healing from. Right. You know, right. and that's the most important thing is to heal from it. Absolutely. And so, and so in that healing comes, a lot of different things, especially, you know, regaining your, your confidence and, you know, going to therapy mm-hmm. and, and, and journaling and a lot of different things. So what else have you offered the the, the youth? Um, what else have you offered them in reference to that connection that you made with them by sharing your story? What else have you offered them, or what else are you have, are you offering them? Let me say, in that particular instance, there were a couple that you know I tried to keep contact with, and you know, mm-hmm. just given where they were at the time, they may not have been ready for any mm-hmm. type of mentorship or whatever. But um, what I do now, I've always tried to speak with the kids. Um, being in child welfare, and then working with youth who are um, 16 to 24, just being able to have a connection with them, Um, Mm -hmm. being able to share with maybe some of the young girls um, in regards to whether or not they should have, you know, their baby or not. And I had to tell Mm -hmm. one particular girl, like, I personally don't agree with it, you know, but I'll support you on whatever decision it is. But at the end of the day, allow God to do what he wants to do. 
And mm-hmm. no sooner that I said that, she actually um, had a miscarriage. Mm. And I felt like that was God answering her prayer and the discussion yeah. that we had. I'm in control of this. You know, mm-hmm. allow me, talk to me, talk to me, mm-hmm. and, and, and let me show you what I want to do. And I think we've lost our focus and our connection with God that we don't want to hear what he has to say. And mm-hmm. I tell you, and, and that's true, and I can say I'm a living witness of that because when I went to um, go for this procedure, one, the father of the child at the time was like, well, maybe you shouldn't do it. And then when I'm walking down the street, I see somebody from my church, mm. <laughs> and we're sitting there chatting. But I had my, like, my heart was as hard as stone, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Now, he gave me two opportunities to be like, mm-hmm. you know what, this is not a good idea. But I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he gives us opportunities to escape. He mm-hmm. said, no, no temptation escapes me. He gives us a way of escape. It's whether we choose to take the route, the, the detour he has created for us. And sometimes we don't because our emotions are in the way. Yeah. I'm, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that about, <clears throat> you know, the opportunities for the out. That's what I'll call right. it, the opportunities for yeah. the out, you know. That's good. To get out. We, we always have those signs, and I think we miss them, especially, again, like when we're helping on make, making a decision. Yeah. That we you think know, that's best be for us. it might be a relationship or because he looks so fine and he spends time with me, but that might not be the one that God has for you. But yet mm-hmm. we'll be like, no, 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 that's him. And he takes you through the gutter and back, and then you finally realize, hopefully, that, yeah, maybe that wasn't a good decision. And I'm not, I can't knock your experience, but you could have eliminated a lot of stress and things in your life if you had sought God's provision for you, Mm. for us. That's true. Uh-huh. It's there. We he says we we lack nothing. We only lack because we don't ask. That is true. That is so true. Woo! Oh wow! And like you said, so, we, we we ask according to our own heart's desire. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's not it yet. <laughs> <laughs> not He's talking. yet. He's talking. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. So. Oh man, oh gosh. This is like this is like um this is like a cup of tea conversation. A whole pot a, a whole teapot. A big <laughs> teapot. Yeah, this is what this yes. is. Yeah. So what is what else did you grow through in order to birth your book? That's that's my next question. What else did you grow through? You know, what were some of the um, revelations that were discovered while you were in the process of birthing your book? Being okay with my testimony. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Pendant and I will always discuss. 
like, this is my baby. And I came to the analogy of, like, shortly after having um, my abortion, I got pregnant again. My child was 4 pounds, 3 ounces. She stayed in the hospital for 18 days. And mm-hmm. even through that, it wasn't like I was happy. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah, you I know are... Exactly what you mean. Um, not maybe ecstatic, but you are content, like, okay, this happened, and we just got to get through this, but I'm going to do it with joy in my heart. And Mm -hmm. I felt that way about my book. It was Mm -hmm. the baby that I could not give attention to like that or be joyful about. Like you said, it's a taboo topic. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to... Um, just confront the they issue. They don't want to they rehash it. Our, yeah, they don't want to. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever goes on in here, it stays in the house. It's family business, and we ain't talking yeah. about it outside of that. But it's your testimony, and somebody mm-hmm. can be delivered from that. And so that's why I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to even talk to you about it because this is the first, second time that I've been able to, you know, discuss what God has done in my life. This is my baby. Mm -hmm. You know, killing grace is something real. When you see girls out here giving themselves away to guys and these guys don't want any parts of them or or leave them with the child or or she finds out she's pregnant and she's like, well, he don't want to be bothered with me, so I'm just going to you know, get an abortion because that's the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Or he's saying that it's not even his and he knows that it is, you right. know. And and I think that those are some of the biggest reasons why women do make the choice to get abortions. Um, you know, they don't, they, they, they don't, they can't see themselves with the person. They're young. They, um, they're scared that they're going to be left to raise, you know, a child on their own. Right. You know, there's so um, many different reasons that, you know, women terminate, you know what I'm saying? And um, like I mentioned, like I said before when we spoke, back in the day, you know, abortions were, people used that as a form of birth control. It was like, okay, I'm right. out here, I'm willy-nilly in, I'm being irresponsible, ooh, I'm pregnant, uh, okay, I right. can't do this, you know. Right. And, and, and that's something that a lot of women... You know, won't talk about either. Right. You just won't. Because you have to talk about who you were. Yeah. And I, I think it comes with when you have a relationship with God, your past is just that. It's in the past. You are not that mm-hmm. person. You were. But if you can deliver somebody else from that same behavior mm-hmm. and you can't discuss it, you you got to go before the father and and ask him to give you the words to say. And I'm not saying you got to have a megaphone and tell everybody your business. Mm-hmm. But to be able to mentor these young ladies, you know, and even these older women who yeah. are struggling. Yeah. Because we all struggle with something, and we're supposed to bear one mm-hmm. another's burdens. And it's like, well, that's your issue. It's not mine. But mm-hmm. I've been through it. Mhm. 
I feel like I'm responsible for allowing, for letting you know, you know, what God has brought me through. And I I have to use the faith base because that's pretty much all I know is that when God delivers you from something, you're supposed to tell people, hey, this is what happened to me, but guess what? I've overcome, and you can do Mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. But now we want to keep our mouth shut, and, and I say that because I have. I kept my mouth mm-hmm. shut when the enemy was like, you said what? Even though there were other people to come to me and say, you know what, I did the same thing. I did the same mm-hmm. thing. Even, all the mm-hmm. while while I'm writing this book, people were like, mm-hmm. I've experienced the same thing. I have mm-hmm. um, a couple of close friends who were able to write their testimony in the book so that wow. you can I'm get so a different. I'm I'm going to have to order my book today because I, my, my original, and I didn't mean to cut you up, but my original intention was to get this book prior to this interview. And I said I was going to do it, but I let time fly by, you know, and I'm just yeah. so mad at myself, but I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make okay. it happen. So you had testimonies too. How how was yeah. that? How was that? Um, how was that experience for you to have women come forward? And and that's the whole purpose right there. Anyway, is to not to have women come forward, but f- for women to feel comfortable enough to say, "Girl, me too." You know well, what was that like for you? Mm-hmm. I was I. I was honored. I was honored that they would share. They felt safe enough with me to mm-hmm. share their testimony because these are people that are close to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and a particular one, um, we did have that discussion. No, actually, too. You know, we did have that discussion. I'm like, uh, I don't really think that's the best choice, but, you know, I'm like, and I struggle with that. You know, Lord, do I, uh, you know, help them go and do all of these things or what? But I did because that's their choice. However, mm-hmm. you know, I let them know where I stood, and I still, mm-hmm. you know, love them and care for them because that's the thing that I didn't get. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, you did it, but I still love you. And so what I did with their testimonies is I changed their names, um, mm-hmm. I given them all a, a flower and their uh, perennials, and I chose perennials mm-hmm. because although you know the seasons change, they're mm-hmm. still under the dirt, working right. and preparing to come mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. And when they burst forth, they become new. And yeah. so, even though you find yourself in the dirt and you feel like Darkness is around you because of the decision you made. As long as you allow the light of God to come in and to water your life and to just cleanse you from all that condemnation, that self-hate, um, uh, just anything that would prevent you from growing, you'll grow. And they're that beautiful so flowers true. once they come forth. That is so true. Have you had have you done any workshops since your book? I'm looking forward to a workshop. I, I need to come I to Pittsburgh. I have not. Now, you know, we discussed the uh, the going to the uh, centers, so that mm-hmm. that is on my plan. I'm thankful because now it keeps me accountable 
for, you know, making an impact, you know, Mm -hmm. and doing things that would potentially save a life, not just Mm -hmm. babies, but even people on the street, our young people are dying, and it's because of the hate and the bitterness that they have in their heart. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that God could allow me to say or to do to change just one mind, then I, I want to be willing to do that, and I want to give him my best yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. God bless you. So, oh, my goodness. Um, oh, wow. So, Ladina, 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 you really hit home with this because um, I can't, I can't wait to share this, I might even have, like, I have read, first of all, I have ran into so many different authors that have written books. I'm in the process of writing a book myself. Um, okay. But I have ran into so many authors that have written these these, these over-the-top books that touch on things that I have never really heard people touch on. You know, people have talked about mm-hmm. them, but they're not writing books about them. Right. And I have had an awesome amazing like a couple of months with finding different people who have interesting topics you know and that have written books so again let me say thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story that's one and two um god you need a workbook (laughs) we talked about that (laughs) you need you know, this is some this is some real stuff here. It this is. is some real it is. Stuff. You're definite. You're correct. And um, yeah. So, okay. So the workshop. So when do you think you you'll do it? And I'm I am putting you on the spot, just like I did when we had our first conversation. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Let's talk about this workbook. Let's talk about the workbook. Oh, I mean the workshop. Work, the workshop. Workshop. Proof. Um. Um. Well. Currently, I am tentatively uh, slated to be a panelist for God's Confident Woman, which is uh, Mm going to be a Pittsburgh pop-up. It's a um, Mm -hmm. young lady, Joy Hayward. Um, She has a ministry out of Maryland, and she is coming to Pittsburgh, and we have a couple of panelists, which I am among them. Um, As far as doing a workbook and um, workshops, I, I guess I will be starting something soon, huh? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> gotta you keep, have to. Got to keep myself accountable. So I am thankful for inspired people like yourself and Pinda to yes. be like, hey, you should be doing this. <laughs> yes. yes. I not a problem with it. Yes. I want to talk about, um, before we wrap up, because we're, we're, we're deep in now. But we're close to closing out. But listen, I want to talk about termination and the connection that that word has with mm-hmm. us as far as, you know, just the connection, period. You know, to me, sometimes termination could look like sabotage, you know, like when, when you think about it, talking mm-hmm. about how things show up. 
You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about termination and what it has to do with us and our lives and how it has possibly come up when, when you use that word. Do you think about that word often, termination, and the, you know, the, um, the connection that it may have or the, the overall theme? I have not. I have not thought about that. Um, it is, to me, once you said it, I feel like termination is final. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, once mm-hmm. it's done, it's done. You know, mm-hmm. you can't get it back. But how can you heal from the termination? It's like grief. I I, I think of um, my father dying. Um, mm-hmm. It was a process for him. You know, he was um, diagnosed with cancer um, and had it for about a year. He went through remission briefly during that year, and then it came back. And just looking at him, I know that I went through some things emotionally Mm -hmm. that I couldn't tell Mm -hmm. people because Mm -hmm. what I was experiencing, I couldn't put words to it. Sometimes we can't put words to what we're experiencing emotionally, um, whether we're about to or um, we have gone through the process of uh, um, terminating, you know, and making Mm -hmm. it final. And I say that Mm -hmm. because when it was final for my dad, it was hard. It was Mm -hmm. really hard, and it took us a while to get through that. But it was a couple of times, a good cry, and I still think about it, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. touch me the way it did when it first happened. And that's the healing the blow, the, Right, yeah. I, w- I was going to call it the blow. Um, no, I can relate yeah. to what you're saying because I, I suffered from a great, great loss in 2003. And I, I tell you, when we talk about it as a family, my children and, you know, mm-hmm. my grandchildren, and sometimes my mom and my siblings and stuff, when we talk about it, it's, mm-hmm. even though it happened in 2003, it's like, it's still there. Um, it's it's painful, but it's not as painful. You, it's still a cry behind it or with it, you know, when talking about mm-hmm. it. But it's right. just like so deep rooted. You can't even put. You're right. You can't even put words to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can. Yeah, I can relate. To, I can relate with. Oh man. Um, but I, I was talking about termination, meaning that too, but meaning like, and I know termination is final, but mm-hmm. that's also a, a way to start over when something is terminated. It's, you know, it's a new start. It's a new start, as with all things. So I just want I just asked the question because it just popped up in my head, you know, like when you think of termination, you know, how did how did the different I guess because I'm thinking about it. So um <laughs> okay. Yeah, right? So I just want to ask you the question. But um Oh god. So moving forward, are you working on another book? 
currently, no, but there are some things probably in the working. I never know what God would have me do. I know I have some inspirations. I just am working on the angle, okay. if I could say. So I'm reading a couple mm-hmm. of books now which are really helping me in my process of mm-hmm. um, discovering my 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 dream or not even discovering but becoming reacquainted with my dream and the the mm-hmm. gifts and abilities and talents that God has in me. Mm-hmm. And so I am, you know, just be on the lookout. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great yeah. to hear. That's great to hear. So all right, so we are reaching our hour. We've been on for about 50 minutes. And so I want to ask you a question. If this were your last day on earth, because I always like to ask people that I interview this question. If this were your last day on earth and you had to leave a message to the world, something that was going to help inspire them, save them, uh, rejuvenate them, um, re-energize them, all of the different reads, what would that message be? It would probably just be focus because Mm -hmm. the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we lose focus in our lives and we get discouraged and we don't get distracted by everything that's going on. There's so much busyness. But if we can become focused and um, know that where we are is not the end, mm-hmm. that would give us the faith and the inspiration and hope to keep moving. Don't quit. Wow. Wow. Focus. Focus because the best is yet to come. Ladina, Ladina, Ladina. Oh, wow. Ladina, I want to thank you so much for your time, your patience. We had had a little bump in the road. We had a little bump in the road, but it it turned out to be good. It (laughs) It did. It turned out to be good, yeah. And and I thank you for um, sharing your story and talking about, again, the topic that a lot of us don't want to talk about. And that is abortion. And um, I cannot wait to read your book um, and talk about it even more. And I can't wait to go to attend one of your workshops. All right. Yes, I can't wait. Let me know. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I will, my friend. I've been very inspired just from the moment that I've seen you on Facebook. Uh, with Penza, I was like, I know. oh, my, this is nice. Yes, so. my scribe coach. And your scribe coach. She was your scribe coach yes. before she was my scribe coach. Yes. yes. So, yes. What a wonderful being she is. I love yes. her to death. <laughs> she is amazing. She is an amazing woman, uh, amazing light, and I love her so much. So, Absolutely. Yes. So, 
I'm going to wrap up this session of Empower and Grow Her, the Empower and Grow Her podcast. And for those of you, oh, the link. Can you share the link where they can get the book from? Oh, um, it is on Amazon. Just uh, type in Killing Grace, the um, colon, Arise the Restoration, and it will come up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to add the link on Facebook, too, because I'm going to go on Facebook after this and talk, you know, and, and put a post up about our interview. I, but this is amazing. And, again, I want okay. to thank you. And for those of you who um, are going to listen to the replay, if you want to reach out to Ladina, her name is Ladina L. Anderson, and she's on Facebook. Are you on Instagram or any other social platforms? I sure am. I am on Instagram, Twitter, Victorious, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y-O-U-S, Faith, F-A-I-T-H. On Instagram and Twitter? Yes. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to leave the audience with before we close out? Um, Just be inspired to tell your testimony. Because, uh, like I've been told, who else has to die before you tell your story? And we don't want anybody else to perish because we have something inside of us. Even if you're not writing it, even if you're not speaking on it to a crowd of people, it is yours. And you own it. And and you tell about how you have overcome something so someone else can overcome as well. So be inspired. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Be inspired. Okay, Miss Ladina, I thank you again, and I'm closing thank out. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. it's been I a pleasure. Thank to, you. It has been a pleasure. I look forward to doing another interview with you, though, live, where, okay. where people can see your beautiful face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where people can see your beautiful face. So, all right, I will chat with you soon, and uh, please. Please, please keep sharing your story and spreading the word. You know, it's something that's needed. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. I'm closing out. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to Empower and Grow Her as much as you can. I'm I'm normally um, normally on Facebook on Tuesdays at 8, but I'm going to redo my schedule, and I think I'm going to go back to what I was doing and schedule my podcast on Fridays. So um, this has been awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm closing out for now, and thank you. God bless, and good night. Bye, Ladina. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Good night.